Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Wednesday, December 1st. Stocks are rallying in all major global markets this morning. So you have S&P futures up 53 points. That's 115 basis points. The NASDAQ is outperforming up 214 points. That's 130 basis points. The Dow is up about 300 points. That's about 85 basis points. So up about 85 to 130 basis points for U.S. equity futures. The major European indices are trading up about 1 to 1.6%. You are seeing strong outperformance in the cyclical groups. So travel leisure stocks are rebounding a lot. You have autos, basic resources, banks, and energy all up about 2 plus percent. Um, and then Asia finished higher pretty much across the board as well. Um, so really not much to say this morning as far as incremental news. You know, I think when you kind of dig down beneath the surface as to why stocks are higher today, um, you know, you get a lot of, well, it's the start of the month um, and then prices have become oversold, both of which I, I guess are, are relatively accurate. Um, you know, in terms of COVID specifically, relatively um, not a whole lot incremental. I think two items though in particular are kind of helping a little bit to ease concerns. You had the BNTX CEO come out yesterday. Uh, this was in the middle of the day, so it's really not incremental um, in terms of after the U.S. closed. But he did sound more upbeat versus his Moderna peer. You remember Monday night came out and suggested that current vaccines won't provide a lot of protection. BNTX's CEO did suggest that the vaccines would help protect against severe illness. Remember, I think there are a couple of issues with regards to vaccines, one of which is the degree of protection that they will confer in terms of infection, and then the degree of protection they'll provide against severe illness. Um, I think severe illness is going to be much more important as far as the trajectory of um, you know, the overall pandemic and as how much it will impact underlying economic activity. Um, you know, I think most people assume that this new variant will be a lot more contagious um, than its peers. But again, to the extent that vaccines help protect against severe illness, that will be an important positive. Um, and then as far as COVID restrictions are concerned, you are seeing countries continue to focus on putting up um, restrictions on cross-border movements. So you're seeing a lot of travel restrictions go up. Um, you know, the U.S. looks like it will come out and announce um, enhanced testing requirements for people coming into the country. You are not seeing countries implement um lockdown restrictions as far as people moving within countries, the, within the borders of a country. Um, and so I think that latter, those latter set of restrictions are really what will weigh on economic activity, um, you know, to the extent restrictions are focused on blocking people from moving across borders, the fallout will be less, um, will be less as far as uh, underlying economic activity is concerned. So I think that's helping sentiment a little bit. The manufacturing PMIs that we got from around the world this morning were kind of mixed to neutral nothing really stood out that was too dramatic. Um, and then otherwise, again, it was a relatively slow morning for the most part. Um, I do think that the kind of growth versus cyclical performance has become extraordinarily stretched. There was an article on um, Bloomberg talking about how there's kind of almost a 50 year gap between the two groups right now. Um, you know, I do think at some point in time that we'll have to, uh, those two will have to reconcile, obviously not completely, but again, it's just extremely stretched. So you are seeing cyclical groups outperform in Europe this morning. I suspect that that will wind up occurring in the U.S. as well. Um, you know, in particular, if we were to get very healthy ADP jobs report today at 8.15 and then the manufacturing ISM at 10 a.m. Um, as far as the Fed is concerned, I don't think the issue is that Powell was more hawkish yesterday um, than he has been before. I think the issue is that he isn't responding to this new variant 
the way he has to other kind of setbacks during the pandemic. And so I, I think what's really occurring is kind of the reaction function of monetary policy is starting to evolve, whereby central bankers um, are focused a lot more on inflation threats. And if anything, they're kind of looking at Omicron through the lens of supply chains and the fact that it could exacerbate upside inflationary pressures, not so much that it's going to create enormous headwinds for economic growth. Um, I think that's kind of the real change that's happening on monetary policy. This whole, you know, Powell's dropping the word transitory. He said that back on the last press conference that they're going to be retiring the word transitory. And I think it really comes down to semantics too. Even though he's not saying transitory, if you kind of dissect his description of what's occurring with inflation, it's still he still is of the view that it's being caused by supply chain constraints and that those supply chain constraints are going to be temporary. So I wouldn't focus so much that, you know, he's abandoning the word transitory. Again, he did that a couple of weeks ago. Um, and it, you know, and again, it's more of a semantics issue. Uh, again, the, the big issue that's happening with uh, monetary policy, just this kind of reaction function as to how central bankers are looking at uh, new developments in the pandemic. Um, no, in terms of my view on upcoming catalysts, so I do think that December 15th, the next Fed meeting, you're probably going to see um, the taper get accelerated. I had been thinking that they would wait till January for that, but the tone yesterday during the press conference, during the testimony rather, um, suggests that they will move on the 15th. Obviously, the jobs report this Friday and then the CPI next week will both be very important. I suspect you're going to see pretty hot figures out of both of those. So. Um, you know, like I said, I think you're going to get that taper acceleration in um, on December 15th. And then it's with regards to Washington, you're probably going to see Congress deal with the budget. So the current budget expires uh, this Friday the 3rd. You're probably going to see another continuing resolution that will kick the deadline out into January of next year or February. So that takes one issue off the table on the debt ceiling. Um, you know, again, it's pretty obvious the Democrats have a couple of options to use a partisan um, to to vote on a, on a partisan basis to address the debt ceiling, Schumer continues to talk about how he wants to have a bipartisan solution, and McConnell says he continues to say that he will not provide any votes. So there's a pathway forward on the debt ceiling. It's just a question of when Democrats kind of realize it um, and and utilize either reconciliation or a regular order vote. Republicans have said that they're not going to help, but they're also not going to necessarily um, obstruct. So that's kind of the debt ceiling. I suspect that you're going to see the Democrats eventually um, go the partisan route. Um, on the Build Back Better reconciliation, I, I think, you know, I had been thinking that you would get this wrapped up in 2021. I no longer think that's the case. I don't see a Build Back Better bill getting to Biden's desk this year. I think all the same reasons that central bankers are starting to look at the world a little differently, focusing more on inflation than growth. Um, those same factors are causing moderate Democrats to look with a little bit more skepticism at the need for um, you know additional multi-trillion dollar pieces of legislation. So I think that will create a lot of friction in Congress and that will prevent a Build Back Better bill from getting to Biden's desk this year. Um, so kind of those are all the major themes and trends. Like, like I said, very quiet um, in terms of incremental news this morning. Um, and looking at the calendar for today, ADP jobs reported at 15, manufacturing ISM at 10 a.m., Beige book at 2 p.m. You're going to get auto sales throughout the day. And then on earnings, you have a bunch of tech names after the close, um, a bunch of kind of smid cap momentum software stocks like uh, Snowflakes, Snowflake, Splunk, and a couple of others. Um, PVH is also after the close. I'll provide some insight into the state of retail. 
You have a few analyst meetings today, including Exxon, and then you have more sell-side conference presentations. And that is everything for today, Wednesday, December 1st. Thank you for listening.